I'm Christina Collins, and I am the Motivated Mama. Welcome to the Motivated Mama podcast, a space where I grant full permission for moms to be ambitious. Join me as we chat all things motherhood, family values, business, and living your best life. Hey, hey, mamas. Welcome to episode four of the Motivated Mama podcast. So today I wanted to cover a topic that is very near and dear to my heart. Something that, you know, I don't really talk about much anymore because it happened like five years ago. (laughs) But I am a preemie mom. And what that means is that I had a baby that was less than full term. And I kind of wanted to talk today about how to be how to talk to and how to be around a mom of a preemie, like when she's going through it. Because I felt like there were some people in my life at the time that didn't know what the heck they were talking about and didn't know like what was going on in my mind. Um, And I don't know if they maybe thought that they were making it better or what, but I thought that it was really crucial for me to get on here and talk about this. Because, you know, um, when we haven't experienced something ourselves, it's really hard for us to relate to other people who are going through a certain experience. And so if you've never been a preemie mom before, you don't know the thoughts that go on through the mom's head. You don't know the fears that she has or the doubts that she has or um, how much disappointment she has in herself. And I wanted to dive in and talk about that today. So I want to take you guys back. I want to take you guys back to 2012. It was December 2012. And here I was 26 weeks pregnant with my second son. And I had had some cervical issues in my first pregnancy. So in my second pregnancy with Aiden, I felt like, okay, I need to get my cervix checked. I need to just make sure that everything's okay. I just had that intuition, you know, that gut feeling that a mom has about her child. And so I got my cervix checked at 26 weeks and here they were telling me at 26 weeks, right? That, um, you are like fully dilated. We need to get you to the hospital. So here I was freaking out. Like I'd had plans to go to lunch with my sister that day and like all of this stuff, but they're like, no, you need to get to the hospital. And luckily the hospital was like right across the street from the doctor's office. So that worked out perfectly. But I got there and my husband, I remember he was even just like, oh, so this is for real. Like we need to really get her there. And um, so we went to the hospital. I ended up getting my steroid shots for the baby's lung development just in case I had him like the next day. And, you know, I got admitted and, um, they were able to stop contractions and keep me like just fine, like stop contractions, um, and to just stay like where I was. And so here I was 26 weeks on bed rest. I have this 18 month old almost, well, I guess he was almost 20 months at the time, 20 month old at home. Um, My husband, he works eight to five every day and I'm the one that's home with our child, right? But plans changed. It was Christmas time. And so they told us that I had to be on bed rest and they didn't know how long it was going to be. And here I was laying in the bed like, oh my gosh, the worst has happened. And I still have 
14 weeks left. Yeah, 14 weeks left. I could not, I cannot spend 14 weeks in this hospital bed, right? And so all the nurses and everybody were awesome, but I remember like they were so scared for me to have this baby so early that they were like, you have to use a bedpan. You can't get up. Like they didn't want gravity working. It's magic, I guess. And, um, I just remember being horrified because your mind in that moment, like your mind is still, you know, it hasn't caught up with like what your body's physical issues are at the time. And so for me, I just felt like I was still perfectly able, like, Hey, I can get up and go to the bathroom on my own. Like I don't need a bedpan. It was so embarrassing, like so awful for me uh, at the time. And so I ended up spending, this was probably, I want to say it was a week before Christmas at this time. And I ended up staying Christmas in the hospital. We had Christmas in the hospital. We had all of this stuff. My husband was going through an emotional time or, or he was having an emotional time with it because here he was, everything was falling on him. His wife's in the hospital. His unborn child might be born early and all of this stuff. And so just so much chaos, right? And then of course the chaos of Christmas as well. And, um, so here I was in the hospital and just on bed rest and it sucked. Like, I remember thinking like, what if I get super depressed? What if I gain all this weight? Like, these are the thoughts going through my mind at the time. And I don't want my baby to be born early because I don't know what that means. I don't know what that entails. So of course, here I was Googling everything and, um, 26 weeks was still pretty scary. So when I made it to 27 weeks, I was like, okay, good. We're like a week. We've made it a week. And then what happened was New Year's Eve, um, I was 28 weeks that day and my body started having contractions again. And I was kind of in denial because I didn't want to tell my nurse (laughs) because I didn't want anything like huge to happen. And so I waited a little while before I told her and then I did and she put the monitor on and sure enough, I was having contractions like every two minutes and the doctor did an examination or did an exam for me. And lo and behold, my son's foot was sticking out of my cervix, his foot. So because an appendage was out, they had to deliver him. And here I was, I remember family calling my phone and I was just a mixture of angry and sad and scared all at the same time, because I just wasn't fully understanding what was going on. So they prepped me, got me ready for a C-section because he was, his foot was coming out and obviously you can't deliver them that way. And I had had a C-section with my first son. And so that's honestly what I wanted. And so they got me ready, got me prepped, took me into the OR and I remember them delivering him. And I remember sitting there or lying there on the OR table and just crying and apologizing to him because I knew it wasn't time for him to come out. And, you know, they, they let me have him close to me, like to my face. If any of you have had a C-section before, you know that, you know, you're not able to sit up and hold them just yet in the OR. So they put him up to my face, but they had to whisk him away really fast to the NICU. And they literally had to put them, him in this like plastic bag kind of thing, obviously not covering his head, but to keep like the warmth then and to like keep him okay. And I just remember telling him I'm so sorry and that I loved him and that I just, everything was scary at this time. 
And this is what I want you guys to think about. Like for a mom who's had a preemie, you know, she's in that in-between stage where she doesn't know if her baby's going to live or die. She doesn't know what's going to happen. She doesn't know what complications lie ahead. She doesn't know um, why her body wasn't capable of holding that baby in. And I remember um, I wasn't put in the actual like postpartum wing of the hospital. They put me somewhere else. And I don't even feel like I was treated like an actual postpartum mom. I just felt like I was just another patient um, because my baby wasn't in there with me. And it was really disheartening for me because I'd had such a good experience with my first son. And with this time around, it was almost like it wasn't as important or it wasn't as great or I don't even know. And maybe they didn't have a room available for me, but at the time, this is what I was feeling. And I remember actually Aiden looking better than I thought he would coming out at 28 weeks. He was two pounds, 12 ounces, but that actually looks a lot better than it sounds. And so with that, I wasn't able to hold my baby for five days after he was born. Five days, you guys. And then having to leave the hospital without my baby, knowing my baby's still alive and knowing, you know, I just, it just felt weird. It felt empty. It felt like it just wasn't right. And I got home and my mom was there for the week after having Aiden because she always comes and stays around the time I have my babies. And I remember her asking me. Christina, do you want to go ahead and get his room ready? And I was like, no, because this was like the first week of everything happening. And I didn't know if he was going to live. And that was the thought going through my mind. I was scared out of my mind. Like I was not accepting the fact that he could die. Like in my mind, I was just like, nope, that's not going to happen. He's not dying. He's not dying. Like I, you'll have to put me in a padded room if that happens. Right. And, um, So when my mom asked me that, I felt like, no, I don't want to get it ready because if something does happen, I don't want to be like devastated. I don't want to have to walk into this room and like just fall to pieces because we got it ready and then nothing. And so the first week was really, really, really tough on me mentally, emotionally. And of course, you know, you have all these hormones going and things are just crazy. And here I was, you know, recovering from a C-section and just trying to make sense of everything. And I remember stumbling across a blog because in time of crisis and time of need, you're trying to find people that have been through the same thing as you. And I found a blog. I don't even remember the blog's name or who it was, but it was someone who had a preemie. And I remember her writing in there just how upset she was at her body for failing her. And I remember feeling that way for a while. And these are what a lot of preemie moms feel is like, why couldn't my body hold my baby in? Why couldn't my body do what it needed to do to protect my baby? And, or to, you know, bring my baby to full term or whatever it is, because, you know, having a baby is so natural yet. There's so many complications that can arise. And so These were the thoughts going through my mind and just thinking how it wasn't fair. And I know that's not the right outlook to have when you're going through a trial 
but that's how I felt for like the first week. Then when I found out that Aiden was just fine, just fine, things got better. Things got better. And I was still scared at times, but, you know, there were a lot of people praying for us. There were, you know, we were praying and I just felt uplifted in prayer, if that makes sense. And I felt like a sort of peace that everything was going to be okay. But I wanted to talk about now the things that you just don't say to preemie moms. Okay. Cause I had a couple people say these things to me and it was like, seriously, like I know this. So I had some people tell me, Oh, that sucks. Or, Oh, well I'm glad like that sucks. I mean, I think that's really what a lot of people said was that sucks. Or well, is he going to be okay? Or is he, you know, all this stuff. And it's like, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it right now. And of course it sucks. Don't you think I know that it sucks? Like these thoughts going through my mind. And it's just, you have to, if you don't know what to say, don't say anything, especially in the first few weeks of all of this happening, because we are an emotional wreck at the time and we don't need to hear negativity. So really it's all about, don't be negative. Um, be the positive support that they need, be the positive support that that mom needs. Um, I had a lot of people that did so many positive things. And these are the things that I feel like help moms out so much during these times is that a lot of times moms are going back and forth to the hospital, seeing their baby. So we had my husband's side of the family would watch Liam for us. And that was amazing. And it helped out so, so much. And then also we had people in our church who would bring us snacks and meals and offer to watch Liam for us. And it was just amazing. Like I remember specifically a mom, you know, bringing over homemade granola bars so that I had a snack to take with me on the way to the NICU. And, you know, these things are just unbelievably helpful. And I feel like NICU moms preemie moms, whatever you want to call us, we just need that support. We just need that positivity and just that light in our lives at the time in our life that's really, really hard. And when you tell people things like it sucks or, oh, I'm glad that's not happening to me or I don't know what that's like, or it's almost like we just want to like smack you. Like I'm not trying to be mean, but That's how we feel. It's like, well, if you don't know, then don't talk to me about it. And I remember just feeling that way. And I was like, you know what? One day I'm going to talk about this. And right now I have my platform to do this. And I wanted to just share my story as a preemie mom and my story um, as to what you should and shouldn't do or say or how you should and shouldn't act around a preemie mom. Because in that moment, we're very vulnerable We're very sensitive. We're very um, hormonal. And all we're worried about at that time is our baby. But another thing, too, that helped me so, so much were other moms who would tell me, like, their personal experiences if they were a preemie mom or people that they knew of who had preemies and they grew up to be a functional, normal, healthy child. And we were so blessed that our Aiden... He really just needed to grow. 
And we're so convinced now that he's just so stubborn that he was going to come when he wanted to. And he's been a firecracker ever since. And it's amazing because so many doctors that he's been to, like pediatricians for wellness checkups, they didn't know who he was before. They were like, oh, he was a preemie? Like, he doesn't even look like a preemie. So it was just such a blessing um, and an amazing experience looking back. It was hard at the time, but an amazing experience looking back. And I just, I feel so blessed and grateful every day for him because he made it through all of that. And with today's technology and today's advancement in medicine and things like that, preemies do really, really well now in the NICU. And, um, and I don't know if you've ever met NICU nurses, but they are very special and, They will always have a place in my heart because of how amazing they were with Aiden and with me and with my husband. And I just feel like, guys, you know, if you are dealing with someone in your life who is a preemie mom and it's new and fresh, like just be that positive light and that support. Do what you can to help them, but don't tell them things they already know, like how bad it is right now or how much it sucks or that you're glad it wasn't you or whatever negative thing you want to say, just refrain. Because like I said before, we are such in such an emotional state at the time. So that's what I wanted to share on preemies today. Um, I felt really called to do this podcast and really called to talk about this on this episode. And if you found value in it, if you know of a preemie mom that maybe could relate, or you know of someone who's going through this at this time, definitely share this podcast with them. And thank you guys so much for joining me. It means the world to me that you get on and listen and you support me and definitely, definitely let's connect online, Instagram, Facebook. Um, I have my link in my show notes and yeah, definitely share this out. And I hope you guys have an amazing, amazing day. Hey mamas, thank you guys so much for tuning into the Motivated Mama podcast today. Feel free to head over to iTunes and subscribe to this podcast if you liked what you heard. And also please feel free to leave any reviews telling me any nuggets you received from the podcast or any feedback you'd like to leave. I read every single one of them and I would love to hear what you thought. And as always, continue being awesome, mama. You are doing a great job.